0: Today we are talking with Dr. Alistair Dobbin, co-founder and medical director for the Feeling Good app, which Good Thinking is proud to be bringing to Londoners for free. Welcome everyone to our 34th in our series of podcasts brought to you by Good Thinking. London's digital mental well-being service, providing round-the-clock mental well-being support for those living or working in London. This is Sonia Etetwani at Good Thinking and in this podcast we're listening to how the Feeling Good app, based on Olympic sports coaching, helps you to boost your mood and feel more resilient through breathing exercises and positive visualisations. It's one of the many ways Good Thinking gives Londoners different ways of being able to improve their mental health. Over to Richard and Alistair.
1: Thank you, Sonia. And thank you, Alistair, for giving us your time today. We're really excited to be recording this podcast with you as one of the new apps that we've brought onto the Good Thinking service. And it would be really great to start out first by hearing from you. What exactly is the Feeling Good app? Thanks
0: very much uh, for having me on board, Richard, with the Feeling Good app. What is the app? It's a series of audio recordings that works through 12 tracks in sequence. And it's a way of building people's resilience and helping them recover, also helping them recover from depression and anxiety, and generally improving their well being and their ability to cope. It sort of increases your ability to think and to work out uh, solutions and so on. And it's been available since since 2016 as an app, and we have garnered a lot of evidence over the years about how it works and why it works and what sort of conditions it works in. The app is completely free to download. All the content on it is free. If you go to the Good Thinking London site, you'll get the password and the username that, that you need to enter to get the whole thing. And it'll all be downloaded onto your phone, If you have poorer Wi-Fi, you can go elsewhere uh, and use someone else's Wi-Fi to download the tracks. Once you've downloaded a track, you don't lose it. It will stay inside your device. Even if you have no Wi-Fi contact, uh, uh, you will still have the recording to listen to.
1: That's fantastic news for a lot of our users because once they've got that download, they don't have to worry any further about data or needing to download anything else. Absolutely. They get the whole package right at the point of download.
0: Yes. I mean, the app is based on an Olympic sports coaching program that was used in Sweden for many years and and helped a lot of them win gold medals. Coincidentally, the guy who invented the, the concept, he told me that people were feeling, generally, feeling much greater levels of engagement with their work, with their colleagues and so on. And at the time in Scotland, we had a very high rate of suicide, particularly in young men. And I thought that this might be useful to bring back this program to Scotland and see what sort of impact it might have in a mental health forum, because they weren't really using it for that in, in, uh, in Sweden. And my own background is a GP. I, I've basically spent 30 years as a GP in various parts of the world in Australia and London and, and Scotland. And I was always very interested in how you could support people who were going through a bad time and i spent many years working with various uh, ways of helping people with coaching with neurolinguistic programming and so on i ran a clinic for about 10 years an nhs clinic in which i took referrals from other gps in edinburgh and gradually got a feeling of of what sort of things help people
1: so so quite a lot there to to sort of take in really including i guess <laughs> Quite curious questions in my mind about which country was it best to work in as a GP. But just putting that aside for a moment, all that experience was leading you to recognise, as we do at Good Thinking, that there are sort of many paths to good mental health. Yes. And different people can respond to different approaches. And you had a particular focus, it sounds like, on really wanting to support young men who may be at risk of obviously the, the worst situation. And that this approach coming from an Olympic sports coach was a way of engaging them and and supporting them when they were feeling depressed or anxious.
0: Yes, and we have found that uh, through interviewing people or patients who who, have used this, that uh, that has been one thing that has made them more likely, particularly men, more likely to try it out. Also, it reduces any, any stigma involved in using it which I think has been very useful right from the beginning of using this program in Scotland, which incidentally is probably the nicest place to work in general practice. <laughs> you, do, you do get a lot of support from your colleagues,
1: you know. So it's, well, that's, it's, that's good to hear.
0: And I had a lot of support because a lot of people thought, my oh, GP doing mental health, you know, but, but no, I got a lot of support.
1: Yeah, well, as a psychiatrist, I, I can only go along with that, but uh, I guess we don't want to be out of business either. Um, <laughs> I don't see that happening, really. No, <laughs> no. But but one of the things that sounds really appealing for anyone who uses Feeling Good is this fact that it's based on sports coaching used in you know the arena of the Olympics, because I guess a lot of athletes, um, sports people, will struggle with things going wrong, not winning, not achieving in the way that they want to. And yet they do then have to pick themselves up, get back in the race, literally, which is a, which is a really powerful metaphor for what poor mental health can feel like.
0: I mean, the link between athletes uh, and people who are depressed or anxious or um, just generally distressed, the link is down to visualization. Um, what we've, we've done research in, in this field, and we looked at what it was that people how did people cope under stress and we found that rather than being a personality type or or being a genetic factor that it's much more about how they have dealt with difficult things in their past experiences from early life from childhood but also from from their later life from workplace uh, difficulties and so on and we found that there were kind of a, there was a network of memories that that supported anybody when they were under stress and these these memories if you have enough positive memories then that will Give you enough positive feelings to drive a positive visualization of what's going to happen. So in a, in a sports person, that means they will visualize their ideal performance, their best performance. And a lot of Olympic athletes I've spoken to say, yes, that's exactly what they do. They will visualize the, the course that they're going to go through for a long time before they actually uh, start doing their performances. But for, for, for people who are depressed or anxious, they just digitalize their recovered cells, and what what the mental training, what the positive mental training does, which is in the Feeling Good app, is it kind of provides an algorithm of how you could get yourself into a better place, into a a, a better situation by finding the memories that are going to best support you in in that particular task.
1: So it's really connecting with your your better self, your your recovered self, as you say, for someone with mental health difficulties?
0: Yes, because, you know, it it seems to be that sometimes uh, there are three key memories in any situation. If two of them are unsupportive, then you're in trouble, you're not going to deal with the situation, you're going to withdraw, you're going to feel bad. If two of them are positive, then you'll be able to see yourself achieving your goals, and that will give you positive emotions, which will carry you through a positive uh, visualization, which will take you through to recovery. And
1: sorry, I I was thinking, I guess for all of us, what form that takes will be very personal to you. It's not like we have to think about winning gold at the Olympics and climbing on to to the platform.
0: Absolutely not, and, and uh, uh, when we when we looked at the memories that people said that they were getting when they were under stress, we put them under stress, sometimes they seemed to bear no relationship to the situation in hand. For instance, one person, we were looking at the uh, people's response to uh, watching a film of a funeral, a sort of tragic funeral, and some people certainly got things about their past experiences going to funerals or, or being in a situation of loss, but then one person got a memory of going to the dentist, which (laughs) (laughs) seems completely illogical, but there must have been something in that memory that gave him the tools that he needed to cope.
1: Yeah, well, I guess it could be sometimes then about mastering the situation. Perhaps sometimes people talk about facing their demons and, and feeling strength that comes from that.
0: I, th- I think, I mean, one, one of the things about the program, very important to, to mention, is that it starts off using physical relaxation. That's absolutely essential that people recognize that. It slows down your breathing. You go through a series of exercises, slows down your breathing, and you do this tension and relaxation exercise at the same time, and what that seems to do is it changes the way your brain responds to difficult situations. It increases your rest and digest system and switches off your fight or flight system. So you're using the body in the first place. You're using the body in the specific exercises to switch off your sense of worry and fear. And, and that is incredibly powerful because the first two weeks in, in uh, positive mental training, actually the first two weeks are all about, this kind of relaxation you learn to do it deeper and deeper and then when you go on and you start doing the visualization that that is always how you start each one you carried the skills forward into the rest of the um, positive mental training program but it's absolutely key because it's slow if you do breathe in the correct way you slowly belly breathing into your stomach and you do this tension and relaxation at the same time this is actually something that's called applied relaxation which was was also developed in sweden and it's amazing what it achieves we often demonstrate this in groups of health professionals and and you know it's quite remarkable the effect that that has people don't generally recognize that the body is such a powerful instrument that you can use positively
1: that's a really nice thought so Whatever your mental health struggles, your body can actually almost be your best friend in terms Absolutely, of recovery. Absolutely.
0: That's it, Richard. You've got it. Absolutely. And you know, we, we we put into our app, we do ask people at intervals, how are you feeling now? How are you getting on? And and we we do that after the two weeks. People don't have to fill it out, but lots of people do. After two weeks and Everybody says, I'm sleeping so much better, you know, and I'm much more relaxed. And we measure the levels of anxiety and they absolutely, it's it's remarkable to see it. It really is.
1: Well, that's a really powerful message because, again, we know from good thinking that a lot of people just want to get a good night's sleep because when they get that deep, good quality sleep, The next day, no matter how challenging, is going to be that bit easier.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, this program is used a lot by health professionals as well who are are often working on shift work and and so on. And, And we found that they really value that particular aspect of it, you know. And then later on, initially, you get this good effect on uh, worry, anxiety. And then later on, an effect on low mood kicks in. And, and we've done a lot of research. You can see all of our research. It's li- there's a link to it on the app. And, and, you know, we did a lot of work with depression and low mood and stuff. And, and it, again, it has, it has quite a remarkable effect on, on, on these things.
1: Well, I'd like to talk to you in a moment a bit more about that research, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be interested to know that this isn't just something you've made up or something a little bit quirky going on in the world of sports coaching. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but I just wondered if somebody who's approaching use of the feeling good app, is there any piece of advice you'd give them? Because I mean, we know a lot of things in health really work if you can stick with them. Yeah. And I just wondered if somebody was about to download the Feeling Good app, really wanted to give it a, give it a try, is, is there one piece of advice that you think could really help them on that journey?
0: I, I think the advice would be do the breathing and, and the relaxation to start with, whatever else, because, I mean, you can go, you can go anywhere you want and there are short tracks as well, but the breathing will give you the habit that will allow your body to relax your mind. It, it, and also to do it on a regular basis, you know, because it's mental training, so it's like... It's like physical training the more you do it the more it, it builds up in into a sort of solid foundation for for, mm-hmm. for relief of, of mental distress i think do certainly do the first four tracks in sequence and then that's after that you move on to the visualization by that stage you've established such a deep sense of security and safety you know that that Nothing bad can happen. I mean, nothing, we've never had anybody saying, Oh, I listened to it and it was terrible. I, I had this memory that came back. It just doesn't work that way. You know, your, your brain seems to be able to sort out the resources you need from your past, you know, and, and just put it there for you. I mean, you, you don't even know what you're looking at or what's happening. All you know is that when you face that situation, whatever it is, solutions just have come to you. It's quite remarkable.
1: Well, I would think for many people, just achieving that state of deep calm in itself would just be incredibly helpful. And compared with some of the things, I mean, although we're talking about sports coaching, it sounds like these are quite small, simple exercises that pretty much anyone could do, that, that it's not like trying to run a marathon or, or, or sort of... Or even 5K as another wrap, yeah. which would, would <laughs> well,
0: encourage well, you. you. Yes, no, these things are very good. I mean, exercise is, is, of course, essential. But, I mean, small steps start with getting your body to make you feel good. And that that is really absolutely key. That's what we feel. As I say, we get very good results. We've done randomized trials. At the moment, we've got an ongoing trial looking at the effect of positive mental training on people discharged from hospital with Covid, who were in in hospital with Covid, so we've got a study with UCH currently looking 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 at the effects uh, of using positive mental training, the Feeling Good app, in in these circumstances. You know, I mean, obviously, response to Covid is ongoing. This is not just not just long Covid. This is just people who come out feeling very stressed, and and we are actually working on a program for long Covid. We almost finished it now so people with long covid can use it there are huge uh, interactions between your immune system and, and your emotional makeup if you if you if you have enough positive emotions it actually boosts your immune system for protection particularly against uh, viral infections because, because it, it, if you're relaxed, if you're stressed, then your brain is telling your body all the time, you're going to get some kind of injury. You, you know, you, you need to hide or whatever. Uh, it doesn't allow the immune system to rest because your immune system is always geared up to respond to some kind of threat. So by turning off the threat, then. The immune system can rest. I spent uh, I spent a lot, lot of time just after 2000 looking at psychoneuroimmunology with a very talented colleague who worked at the Imperial College at the time with neuropsychophysiology, and it's a fascinating field, it really is. When we get the module in the app, it'll be available in this app, and and you know uh, I think there is potential for. A lot of help for people.
1: That's really good to hear. One thing I did want to to just ask in relation to COVID and hospitalisation is I guess sometimes people have struggled with breathing too. And is that something still that the app can can support?
0: Yeah, I mean... Yes. I mean, obviously some people have a fair bit of damage to, to their lungs after COVID. It, I don't really think that's going to be any kind of problem because, because this has been used by people with emphysema and, and chronic lung obstruction, you know, in the past. And people found it very useful because that if they were calmer, they were more able to, you know, breathe calmly and slowly. So, so, you know, obviously we'll be looking out for anything like that with this study we're doing at the moment.
1: And I, I think that makes sense that when we're anxious, we often breathe in a particular way that then becomes a vicious circle. So even somebody with breathing difficulties after COVID could still be supported by achieving that calmness.
0: Yes, yes. And, and I think a lot of the time, a lot of us in our everyday lives, we sort of hyperventilate without recognising it. Not at particularly high speed, but that has a constant effect of making you feel anxious. Uh, this this is why this relaxation, applied relaxation, is such a powerful yeah. tool.
1: So you've mentioned some absolutely fascinating areas, including psychoneuroimmunology, which, <laughs> in case any listener thinks that's a new Netflix series, it is <laughs> actually a growing uh, area of scientific research and, and interest, um, how all these different aspects of ourselves interact and we can kind of tap into then different approaches to boosting our immune systems. But I just wondered, of all the research and evaluation you've done, is there one piece that you feel particularly proud of? Because you must have been terribly relieved to see all of this creative thinking and hard work actually was leading to good outcome.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose what I was most pleased about was the work that we'd done on memory uh, memory networks, we've we worked with uh, Canadian universities, McGill and University of Quebec. And I just stumbled across this guy who was working in the field. A- and we just connected about eight years ago because I said to him, we often find that patients occasionally they mention memories, you know. So he said, well, we should do a piece of research and see what memories people are actually recalling. And it's just so fascinating. You know, when I was a teenager, I read Freud because I was just blown away by the kind of observations that he made, and many of which are actually borne out by the research that Fred Philippe, who's in Quebec, and, and ourselves ran. It's, it's fascinating stuff. If you look at our paper in Frontiers in Psychiatry, it's, it's It opens with a quote by Freud about one of his cases. And we build on from then, and then it talks about our research. It's it's very interesting. And we we have an animation, too, about the research, which you can find on feelinggood.app, which is our, our website, which supports the app. So, so I was, I mean, I was really pleased by that because when, when you see the effect that, that memory has, I'm sure most people now, if they're geneticists or if they're biochemists or whatever, they all recognize that it's what's happened to you that actually guides you in certain situations. And we feel that, yeah, there are memory structures that hold you back and that's what, that's what we're looking to change. And that's just so exciting. everybody's fascinated by memory yeah yeah
1: but I, i i guess also just in simple terms it's that sort of shift from the glass half empty to the glass half full sort of thinking where even within your memories you can actually tap into the better ones that will give you that boost
0: you can yeah once you've done your breathing and you go to this place called your safe place you know in a safe place Then these memories, that's when your brain will just juggle it about for you. And you don't need to remember any of them. Your brain will do that for you. I mean, we happen to look at the memories before and after. But most people have no awareness about What's happening inside their memory system that, that makes it so much better? I mean, you know, I hold my hand up and say, well, yeah, I was a GP, you know, and a lot of GPs suffer a lot with anxiety. I mean, that's why we get appointed, you know, we're appointed because we, when we go home at night, we worry about our patients, you know, uh, which, of course, is very good. But you you need to be able to switch it off. And, and one thing about this program uh, at the moment, we're running it for the Scottish government that uh, asked us to make the program free to all health and social care staff and to unpaid carers. That's about 900,000 people. So we're running webinars on a regular weekly basis, uh, which are really well attended. And people do really value these it's because it's so simple. The tools are so simple. Uh, and a, a, lot of, a lot of people... Um, You know, they get huge benefit at night just from starting the breathing. I mean, it knocks me out really quickly. Okay,
1: well, we'll, I'm not the uh, yeah. Don't try it now, then, Alice. We've got a bit more to go. Uh, I I I I I was really interested there in, in the sort of programs that you're also developing, though, where the feeling good app is at the core of what you're doing, and what's also exciting for us with our recent service development for young people. Is there's also a version for teenagers as well. And yes. I guess you're starting to think about in all sorts of different settings how the Feeling Good app could be part of a program to help so many young people, so many older people, but, but in putting this Feeling Good at the center.
0: Yes, absolutely. and And I think... The Feeling Good app for teens, it's called Feeling Good Teens. That's also available, of course, on, on your great site. And, you know, we developed a schools program from that, which which anybody, any school who who wants to can sign up to it. It comes with a series of kind of weekly exercises, uh, and it combines that with listening to a very short track every day for a week. And it's based on the same principles, because we think that children moving into secondary education, which is really where it's aimed, are actually very vulnerable to, to uh, and, and probably even more now that they've you know, been out of school for a year, to, to feeling they're not coping socially. So it's really up to about 11 to about 14 that it's probably most useful. There are schools in Sweden which are which already based on this, this idea You know, that the, the pupils listen for a few minutes uh, every day uh, uh, and then they have the occasional follow-up exercises. And there are about 15 schools across Sweden that use that. They get very good results. Children of maybe 14 and over probably use the adult app. You know, I I think it's very effective and... and you know, I think they can they can cope. With yeah, that.
1: sure. And it also makes sense that when you get to your mid-teens and you're facing, you know, critical exams that will be influential in terms of your future, that something like feeling good could really, again, not just boost you on the athletics track, but actually in terms of exam performance and perhaps even uni applications, job applications.
0: Absolutely, and, and we've got a Vimeo set up on, on, our, on our website which shows a student who used it talking about it, and, and um, we're working on the onboarding, but, but if you go feelinggood.app, it's got videos on it, and the app also has, has some videos on it under, under um, settings. But, but also our big bit of research, which we did with Canada, was done in universities, and people in university students over there are much younger than they are over here so they you know some of them were as young as 16 to 18 on the strength of that edinburgh university has been running this program uh, available to all students and to staff for about three years now and we have won awards for you know for the program we get very good results from that and royal vet college in london it's building up you know momentum in, in universities we're very keen to support universities. Really. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, as are, as are we will make sure that we, for our student toolkit, where we, we bring together all of the resources we think could support students, make sure feeling good is, is definitely there in, in that toolkit.
0: Yeah. As I say, we, we won this award, so we know that it's very effective. We get very good results from it.
1: Enormous amount of work that's that's gone on. Lots of really creative thinking and, and imaginative approaches to boosting your mental health you've touched a little bit. On, if I could oh, just, sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. I'm just going to mention uh, one of the modules on the app. One of them is positive aging. And and that's really interesting because as we get older, we expect to become frail and vulnerable, you know, and, and uh, it, it does a very good job of counteracting that, the, of, of making people feel steadier and so on. There's a lot of research showing the physical effect that, Positive stereotypes of aging, rather than negative ones that society puts across. Positive stereotypes are enormously beneficial to older people.
1: So, well, that's um, a that's a very interesting development. Although for a young man such as myself, I obviously (laughs) have no need for it. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, yeah, that's helpful because I I, I guess what you're describing, if I'm understanding, is that you're learning all the time about different areas of life. Where those negative memories, those negative images of ourselves, can really undermine your experience of life, and and so the opportunity to map out different areas where you know we could just shift our focus on to positive memories could really make a difference to yep. that person. Absolutely, uh, uh, you've got it. I just wondered if you were thinking it any more widely. I mean, I, I guess one of the challenges that we often face in London is that we have a very richly diverse community. Lots of people from different backgrounds speaking different languages. Just wanted to ask whether there are any ideas about perhaps extending the languages.
0: Okay, that, that's very good point. Glad you brought that up. There are, there are two aspects here. One is that the way that the program works is by increasing self-determination which is a universal uh, a universal psychological need that it increases um competence uh, autonomy and relatedness which is this is what everybody in every culture and every country in the world this is what people want they want the sense of autonomy that they can make a difference and competence uh, and so on uh, uh, so It is culturally good that way, but we have begun to put in translations of the app as well. We're setting that up. At the moment, we're doing a Polish translation. There are are a lot of Polish people in Scotland, so we've had a grant and we're working with the university and and a counselling agency to set this up. Once we've got it for Polish, it'll be much easier to get it with other, other languages. So... I think I think obviously we we have to speak to people who are culturally involved in those languages. So each new language that comes on, we will think very carefully about a cultural media that we're working in. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah.
1: Because yeah. 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 I guess sometimes a little tweak of language can can make it much more accessible.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean there is a lot of criticism of the way. Psychiatric models uh, kind of don't really work for a, a lot of other cultures because they kind of don't respect the sort of normal channels that these cultures have for making people feel better.
1: Yeah. And also we're not always so great at respecting the values and, and beliefs that people hold that's a key part of our well-being too. We look
0: forward to, to working perhaps with other, other universities and other counselling agencies, you know, to keep this momentum going on yeah. different
1: translations. Yeah. But that's, that's great, and, and we hope we can collaborate with you on, on that too.
0: That would be great, Richard.
1: <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> we were ho- hoping you'd yeah. say that. <laughs> we'll just wait till the okay. ink has dried, but apart from that, we're, we'll definitely yeah. keep that conversation alive. Okay. Well, I, I think that will be a fantastic introduction to anyone who wants to use the Feeling Good app, to how it works, yeah. what you need to think about, and, and really kind of understand that if you stick with it, it really will boost your mental health, that resilience, motivation. Absolutely. And every now and then you need a boost, you just go Yeah. Back. Yeah. So I think we've now reached a point where I, I may need to ask you to do... Practice some of uh-huh. that deep breathing, um, Alison, <laughs> uh, because as yes. we conclude the podcast, what we normally ask is to yeah. take a step back for a moment so we can get to know you a little better. But what we've been asking those we've talked to is that if you could have chosen three famous or prominent people to go into lockdown yes. with you, at that, perhaps that yeah. first lockdown back in the spring of 2020, who yeah. would you have taken?
0: Okay. Who would I have taken? That's a good <laughs> question. Uh, uh, so, okay, so I came up with um, of people who are dead. I would go for William James, who was the really the first psychologist, uh, who was uh, very much into the mind-body link. Uh, and he came to Edinburgh and did a series of lectures in uh, varieties of religious experiences, This is absolutely, even now it's fascinating to read that. Someone alive, John Grisellier, who was the professor of neurophysiology at uh, Imperial College, who uh, I worked with on all this uh, immune stuff uh, in uh, early 2000. A really almost more because he makes me laugh. You know, <laughs> he's a good friend and he makes me laugh. And I think you need a lot okay. of that. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure William James would make me yeah. laugh. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought Eckhart Tolle. He's. I don't know if you know him. He's a sort of philosopher really uh, and i really admire the way he he puts across his ideas you know i mean it's it's partly mindfulness but he he also goes a little bit further he's a fascinating speaker you can get his stuff on um itunes or whatever and the other one was well i thought i thought i'd take sigmund freud i'm sure he wouldn't make me laugh but you know i, I think he was a great man and and i i you know just Be interested to see what he thought of what we're doing. Okay, well,
1: I think if I if I've got enough fingers on my hand, you've squeezed in an extra person there.
0: (laughs) I have. Um, Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Well, I suppose we could throw out William James. Okay. Well, uh, either
1: way, without trivialising your choices, I'm going to suggest that that is one deep lockdown.
0: Ah. Well, John will keep me laughing. Ah, you did mention
1: that he he makes (laughs) you laugh, but uh, I think. Oh,
0: he's very good. So,
1: in the end, yes, you've probably. Shifted a little more to the biological, bringing Freud and throwing out William James. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh... Possibly. I mean, William James is perhaps a, a more inventive thinker, but...
0: Freud was just amazing, and I—I I read it when I was sixteen. Yeah, you know, I just love to see meeting.
1: Well, also, know. if you get bored, you might get some free psychoanalysis. So you know, indeed, you know, there's that, probably more very uh, shrewd thinking there than <laughs> than, uh, than we anticipated. Yeah, but,
0: uh, maybe he's a very amusing guy. I don't. know. Well, uh, he, probably
1: yes. Not. Wit and the unconscious, I think, was one of his great works. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah, good to keep laughing. Yeah, in- indeed, yeah. uh, best medicine and all yeah. that too. Um, so you're in this intense deep lockdown you're allowed to take some media with you okay. which could be something ideally on a tablet or phone because yes at the beginning of lockdown you know if you were quarantined probably the only thing that wasn't incinerated would have been a device yes um, yes so music book uh, film tv uh, golly event. yeah
0: well i'm very fond of i'm very fond of marla uh, you know, I, I sang in a couple of mm. Mahler symphonies when I was younger. Shakespeare plays, if I could, I could take some of the ones from the old Vic or, uh-huh. or the young so Vic. Recording some, of, of some of the plays, play.
1: yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely, Richard the Third. I love to see Richard the Third. I saw it done a few years back, and it, it's such a fascinating piece. And I don't know. I thought of a book, Vasily Grossman, Life and Fate which I think is one of the greatest books ever written. It's about his own experiences in Stalinist era. And, and it's such a moving book. It's incredible. It's hugely long. And so I'd like to go through it. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I'm now starting to thank God that Freud is in there with you. Um, <laughs> because that yeah, lockdown yeah. is not getting any lighter.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, so, well, so you're so right. Shakespeare can be funny. No, I, mean, I, I, you know.
1: I can see you've got the, <laughs> the the laughing neurophysiologist, if that's the right way to describe him. But yes, um, yes. but also actually, interestingly, I think Mahler was Freud's patient for like a day or something. So that would be yes, an well, interesting uh, insight. Yeah,
0: no, I I'd, I'd forgotten that. I think you're quite right about that. I think somebody wrote a play about it. I'll have to I'll have to look okay, into that. Okay, so I love I love these crazy links. Yeah, yeah.
1: Know. Well, it, I mean, you would definitely have food for the mind. During yes. your lockdown yes. experience, we're yes. going to allow yeah. you a luxury at this point. And I'm so hoping oh, no. that it oh, uh, no. might be something a little bit more indulgent.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I <laughs> did. I thought <laughs> really nice, fresh roasted coffee beans and something to grind them up in. I'm an absolute addict of. Really good quality coffee. So okay. I'll just take that.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that something that might subdue the senses given the intensity of the characters that you've got in there with ah. you. But if you want to stay awake <laughs> through all that, yeah, feel free. I,
0: I probably need I probably need something, yeah. I can always go to sleep with my health. Ah, cell.
1: yeah, you've got the deep relaxation to fall back on us. That. Uh yeah. ah, that's smart. Absolutely. That's smart. So yeah. a bit of good quality coffee to help you yes. get the most out of essential and
0: grind it yourself, it's much, much much nicer. Yes,
1: well, I I, I actually think unusually that your lockdown could very much be the substance for a future play <laughs> yes. because all the deep intellects and uh, personalities that you'll be engaged oh, with no, and oh, oh, drinking coffee I hope I don't come across as too serious i think sometimes yeah. people don't always anticipate what three months would be like with a, a certain no, group no, of people sure. so
0: well i mean i had my wife so you know obviously that was wonderful beyond comprehension you know i wouldn't want anybody else if it was number one Yeah, choice. yeah.
1: Well, well we're Apparently. not going to allow that. That's not part of the rules. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> but anyway, I think it, it would certainly, anyone listening to this, help them understand the sort of depth of thinking that you bring yeah. to your work. and And also that fascinating sort of cross-discipline, cross-agency thinking. You know, that in medicine, we need to be thinking about the spiritual, but also the sort of understanding that will happen on the athletics track in an Olympic yeah. stadium. So... It's a fantastic blend of so many different influences that you can then distill into the Feeling Good app and... and
0: and, you know, if you want, we had one guy who was really depressed and, you know, he was sent up to the Royal Edinburgh, the local psychiatric hospital. They told him, well, you know, this is based on sport because the people who saw him had used the program themselves. And he said, well, I used it because I thought, well, you know, I love golf and so on. And six weeks later, he won a golf tournament, which was completely out of character. So, you know, it's... uh anyway
1: <laughs> that's yeah. an outcome measure isn't it <laughs> it really can turn and things are out well thank you so much for your time today we're really thrilled to be bringing feeling good and feeling good teens free to all londoners i say londoners that's anyone who lives works or studies in london and we really are hoping it's gonna help yeah. so many people through what has been such a difficult time so thank you again alistair and we'll really look forward to your developments and uh, may check in with you again at
0: Okay, thanks very much, Richard.